This week, Wall Street silver queen Christina Partzinovelos was back on CNBC covering tough times of late for silver prices. Silver futures trending down as risk on appetite returns today. Big picture, though. Like you mentioned, silver is on pace for its fourth straight negative month after hitting its lowest level of the year on Monday. Even pure-played silver mining firms like Endeavor Silver and Hecla Mining taking a hit this week, you can see on your screen, down massively. And for the past four decades, both gold and silver tend to move in tandem, like a long relationship. Given their use as an industrial metal and their perceived storage of wealth, which I know Wall Street Bet Silver members that are watching right now can vouch for. But as of late, our chart shows since December, silver has weakened while gold has moved sideways. Silver is a great conductor of electricity and used in semiconductors and other electronics, but some say silver has bottomed out because of short-term pressures. And as we push towards electrification in vehicles and appliances, silver will play an important role in energy efficiency. And that could be the big boom for the commodity. If you watched the end of RSD bullion market update from last week, you'd know that the Biden administration has their sights set on a massive U.S. energy grid solar panel build-out, which would acutely spur silver solar demand in the USA through this decade, the 2020s, and into the next. Bloomberg New Energy Finance, BNEF, is a leading provider of strategic research on the supposed low-carbon energy transition unfolding ahead. Uh, they recently ran silver solar panel demand numbers on a global scale, and they claim over 1.3 billion ounces of silver will be required just this decade alone. For fun, a few weeks ago, I asked about 1,000 of my Twitter followers the following question. Biden administration fronts as if we have enough silver to properly lace solar panels, 20 grams each, to the tune of 40% of USA energy use by 2035 AD. Even if somehow feasible, how much per ounce would it take for you, right now, to sell the U.S. government some silver bullion for said solar panels? Apparently, uh, we either add a zero to the current silver spot price, or governments can go source their silver solar panel needs from the minuscule global silver refining and silver mining industries left for dead in the 2010s. Hello there, on behalf of SDBullion.com, this is James Anderson with your Bullion Market Update. Before we go further, please smash the like button so other sound money stackers can also see this content. And be sure to subscribe to our SD Bullion channel so you can get our latest market coverages and also a chance at winning incredible bullion giveaways like this one. You know the drill. SD Bullion is giving away a box of 500 new 2021 Silver Eagles that could have your name written all over it. But if you don't enter, it could go to someone like Silver Steve here. And while we like Silver Steve, he really doesn't like to share. So click the link below for your chance to win. Click the link below to enter your chance at winning this 2021 SD Bullion Type 2 American Silver Eagle Coin Monster Box giveaway of 500 Silver Eagle Coins. Official sweepstakes rules can be found at www.sdbullying.com forward slash sweepstakes. Good luck to all of you who enter and for your chance to win. It was a choppy sideways up then down week for silver and gold spot prices. We started the week with a three-day Chinese mid-autumn festival holiday. More on that in a minute. The gold spot price closed the week just above the 1750 an ounce level priced in full fiat Federal Reserve notes. The silver spot price ends the week right around where it started, just over 22 fiat Fed notes per troy ounce spot. The gold-silver ratio remains at 78. Yesterday, I got this silver spot price chart emailed to me by Lee Husto of Wall Street Silver, and it illustrated the critical price threshold that silver is currently at. We are also at a similar critical threshold with the gold spot price. 
the 1,700-ounce level is a significant number to watch in the upcoming weeks. This footage was taken this past week in China during that three-day Chinese mid-autumn festival holiday that I mentioned. High-grade gold jewelry buying was said to be very strong. Based on reported physical gold and silver import data, China is steadily buying bullion and high-grade gold jewelry. You can bet September 2021 will be a good number too with the recent spot price dip. We also have the early October Golden Week holiday season inventory buying coming up. The World's Workshop always has a steady silver bid for industrial silver usage too. Not even the now one and a half year running pandemic slowed their silver demand as you can see here. Physical Indian gold demand is reported strong of late too, and not merely the Indian citizenry is buying mass gold, but the Central Bank of India is also buying gold bullion at a record high clip. Indians and Chinese are always opportunistic gold bullion buyers, and they are backing up the truck to buy gold at a perceived spot price discount. More major financial news out of China this morning. China declared all crypto transactions illegal as digital yuan nears. Bitcoin fell as much as 9% after Beijing's latest crackdown. China's central bank on Friday announced a ban on cryptocurrency payments and services, escalating its ongoing clampdown on Bitcoin and other digital coins as it moves to roll out its own virtual currency. Chinese regulators' latest action strictly prohibits exchanging cryptocurrency for legal tender, providing information on pricing services, and trading in cryptocurrency derivatives. The measure also applies to overseas exchanges that provide services online within the country's borders. Violators will face criminal penalties. This marks Beijing's latest ratcheting up of restrictions on what it sees as a vehicle for capital flight and competition for its digital yuan, now set to roll out as early as 2022. Price of Bitcoin, the world's leading virtual currency, fell by as much as 9% after the announcement to below 41000 before pairing its losses. The statement signed by multiple authorities, including the People's Bank of China, the Cyberspace Administration of China, and the Supreme People's Court said virtual currencies had, quote, disrupted the economic and financial order and bred money laundering, illegal fundraising, and fraud. Virtual currencies do not have the same legal status as legal tender and may not be circulated in markets as currency, the document stated, naming specific examples, including Bitcoin and Ethereum. Takahide Kiyuchi, executive economist at Nomura Research Institute and a former Bank of Japan policy board member called the latest move an extension of measures to ban all virtual currencies except central bank digital currency. China in June ordered five state-run banks, including Industrial and Commercial Bank of China, Agricultural Bank of China, as well as mobile payments giant Alibaba, to cut off cryptocurrency transactions. It also imposed a broad ban on virtual currency mining that month driving many miners overseas and slashing the country's share of digital coin creation once above 80%. Also on Friday, the authorities announced even tougher mining restrictions, barring new operations and accelerating exits from existing projects. Supplying electricity to miners is prohibited, and such projects cannot receive financial, fiscal, or tax support. The central bank, the PBOC, plans on official launch of digital yuan as soon as 2022, following testing at the Winter Olympics. China plans to revise its laws to add it as legal tender and ban private sector issuance of digital currencies, whose proliferation poses an oversight challenge for regulators. Capital flight is another factor. Cryptocurrencies have been used to circumvent Beijing's capital controls since before the coronavirus pandemic, and regulators have sought to close this loophole. 
The direct impact of the ban will be limited as China's influence on virtual currency markets has diminished. But as the U.S. hammers out new regulations and other countries work towards their own fiat digital currencies, market watchers are keeping an eye for similar moves elsewhere. Charles Hugh Smith wrote this past week about what's really going on in China. He states, Let's start by stipulating that no one outside President Xi's inner circle really knows what's going on in China, and so my comments here are systematic observations, not claims of insider knowledge. Many Western observers have noted the centrality of Marxist-Leninist-Maoist doctrine in President Xi's writings. This is somewhat akin to evoking Americans' founding fathers to support one's current policies. If you're trying to modify state policy in China, you have to explain it in the context of the Chinese Communist Party's history and doctrines. Never mind if the ideals were not met, what's important is establishing continuity and resonance with the history of China, the core doctrines of Chinese communism and the CCP's leadership based on those doctrines. That said, we should be careful not to read too much into doctrinal evocations such as common prosperity, which are useful conceptual anchors and slogans, but not the full story. What's actually happening in China isn't Marxist or capitalist, it's plain old non-ideological human greed, hubris, and magical thinking manifesting as moral hazard running amok. Moral hazard, the separation of risk and consequence, as speculators make increasingly risky bets because they know any losses will be covered by the state, is effectively the new state religion in China. Everyone is absolutely confident that every punter, especially all the rich, powerful, well-connected speculators, will be bailed out by the central government. Greed knows no bounds when a speculator is insulated from risk, where people have an insatiable appetite for risky bets when the gains will be theirs to keep, but any losses will be covered by the government. This is the fundamental story of Evergrande, the implicit backstop of the Chinese government-enabled near-infinite moral hazard, which then fueled an explosion of debt-funded speculation, which essentially zero connection to real-world risks, sales, return of capital, etc. Both the U.S. and China have been a utopian paradise of moral hazard for the past 30 years. In the U.S., the Federal Reserve will bail out any losses, declines in the debt asset bubble orgy. In China, the implicit policy was that structural losses in state-owned enterprises, SOEs, and speculative excesses of rapid development would be tolerated as long as real growth in employment, wages, profits, and lifestyles was strong, creating vast amounts of debt money was necessary to support growth and that it also supported speculative excesses was accepted as part of the price of explosive progress, much like environmental damage. After 30 years, the equation in China has changed. Debt in the official banking sector and in the informal shadow banking sector has soared, along with purely speculative excesses while, quote, good growth has stagnated. That's the problem with incentivizing moral hazard. The profits from speculation, corruption, and fraud far outweigh the puny profits earned by legitimate enterprises. So where do you put the borrowed billions in Evergrande and other conglomerates of speculation? Something else changed in 30 years of rapid development, inequality skyrocketed. And since inequality and corruption are mutually reinforcing, corruption also reached new heights as inequality skyrocketed. A third factor emerged after 30 years of touting technology and speculation. The power of Chinese big tech and financiers began encroaching on the control of the Communist Party. All three factors inflated a debt-asset speculative bubble of profound proportions, and President Xi grasped what the clueless Federal Reserve and other Western central banks have not. Either pop the bubble when you still have some control over it, or let it expand and pop when you've lost all control. 
In systems terms, when risk and fragility reach unstable levels in tightly bound systems, there is no controlling the supernova-like implosion of the system. Xi observed the skyrocketing power of big tech, moral hazard incentivized financiers, cryptocurrencies, and concluded that the state must move decisively to crush these rivals, regardless of cost. This separates China from the American state, which is incapable of enforcing any sacrifices, limits, or costs on the parasitic elite, which dominates its economy and political order. Xi saw the danger of big tech and financiers being able to buy whatever influence they needed from the corrupt CCP and state officials, and he realized that this is the crucial moment in history. Either crush big tech and the financiers, speculators, or risk losing control to their interests. Control is something the CCP and Xi want to retain regardless of the cost, to the nouveau riche, the parasitic elites, the aspirational middle class, and even the party regulators, who have supped too often and too gloriously at the corruption-slash-moral hazard trough. Losses will be taken and sacrifices enforced, and those who don't understand the Chinese state will no longer absorb the losses of speculative in excess. Those who don't understand the reign of parasitic private sector elites and excessively corrupt party officials in China is over might properly ponder this Chinese proverb. Whoever gets mixed up with garbage will be eaten by pigs. And Charles E. Smith closes the blog post with this incredible chart, which illustrates how much of Chinese share of household wealth is tied up in real estate, nearly 75% versus about 28% in the United States. Perhaps we should consider following the example of our Chinese and Indian brothers and sisters on the other side of this world and begin backing up the truck for these ongoing silver and gold spot price dips. That's all for this week's SD Bullion Market Update. As always, take great care of yourselves and those you love. If you enjoyed this content, be sure to give our video a thumbs up. To keep getting bullion-related news and industry insights, be sure to subscribe to our channel. Finally, hit that alert button so you know when we publish fresh content.